This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. Well, hey, City Place. Wow. What an amazing time to be able to worship God together. Thank you for leaning in. Make sure you download today's message notes. But I want to introduce a very special guest. He's a part of City Place Church. His name is David Dawkins. And David, you are going to be helping out today. Minister the word. How about that? <laughs> Who saw that coming? I know, right? <laughs> right. I, 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 looked at, I looked at you one Sunday and you're going out of service. And I'm like, David. I got this message and I need your help. And, and David said, yes. I, 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 and then afterwards I told him <laughs> what, what it was. But today is dude weekend. And um, I was sharing with you just a verse that God was downloading to me about men and fathers. And City Place today, I, I figured that we would lean in to this message title, Fatherly advice. Now, just so you know, David, I didn't choose you because you have like some gray hair, because I'm realizing that at my age, I'm 85% gray. Do you have any fatherly advice for gray hair, David? Dye. (laughs) (laughs) Dye works. Is there, is there a brand that works better? Because since my early twenties, it's been going fast and people went really spiritual early on and I received it. It's God's mark of, of wisdom. And in my 20s, I was like, yes, Lord, Solomon, yes, Lord. And then I noticed that it didn't, it didn't stop. Well, I use dye up here. So my only advice is get enough dye. Because <laughs> I started out, but as you can see, I ran out before yeah. I got dye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Get yeah. enough dye. Well, today we're going to have a conversation. And I asked um, David to join us today because there were some things that as you and I were talking that um, the Lord just kind of downloaded to you as well. So let's kick this off by going to Proverbs. Go to Proverbs 4 with me. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says this. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else. Where it determines the course of your life. First Timothy, go to First Timothy. First Timothy chapter one, verse 18 says this, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you. Based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier, may they help you fight well in the Lord's battle. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep conscious, keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated these, their consciences. As a result, their faith has been Shipwreck. This morning, if I could set the scene in the two scripture verses that we read, we find that there are two men, Solomon, and then there is Timothy. Solomon, his father was David, King David, the one that defeated the giant, the one that conquered kingdoms and was the guy that had the heart after God. Solomon has a moment with God where God downloads wisdom to him. But I also believe that when he is talking to his own son, he's also repeating some of the things that he heard from his own father. 
And he says this, he says, my son, listen to my words. And if you listen to my words and incline your ear, there's some things that you won't have to experience just because you lean into fatherly advice. And then there's some things that you walk into because of fatherly advice. And when we get to the New Testament, Paul has a conversation with a son that's not really his son, but that son, Timothy, has leaned in to become a spiritual son. And he says, hey, listen, listen carefully to my instruction and the advice that I give you, because some things that you hear could distract you and shipwreck your faith. And so, David, as we talk today about fatherly advice, you are a father of three, husband of one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, yes. not biblical days. Um, as a dad, as a father, when you see verses like Proverbs or you see Timothy, you and I were talking about this and you were downloading just some things that God pulled out, even in your own story. Dude and fathers. That's who we're speaking to today, along with the ladies. What's, what was, what's fatherhood like for you? What's being a, a, a man like for you when you read? Verses like this? Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a heavy question. And I don't know that we have enough time to answer <laughs> it because that's a lifelong thing. But I think what I think about is in my own story, um, being a dad is job one for me. I love being a dad. I have three daughters, and shockingly, they love me too. <laughs> and it, it, it's just a crazy thing. And I think about how I started my own life. Mm. I grew up in a Christian home. I have the greatest parents, and they are, they are two of the most loving people that I know, sacrificial loving, the kind of parenting you know, you read about in the storybooks, but they were so different, my mom and my dad. I mean, my mom was this nurturing, hugging, kissing, all the things that you want from, you know, the television mom, that's my mom, right? And my dad was a loving dad, but his perspective on loving as a dad was do this, do that. And, you know, he had the list of the do's and the list of the don'ts and don't violate any of them. Mm. And as much as I loved my dad and as much as I knew my dad loved me, we had tough times. Mm. I would never go to him and go, hey, dad, I have a problem. Oh, hey, dad, I saw a girl. You know, we'd never have those conversations <laughs> because my dad, that, that just wasn't it. And so I, I hear stories like, you know, uh, Solomon and the story of Timothy. And in a way... Um, I'm a little jealous because that's not the mm. dad experience that I had. Yeah. But what that meant for me in my life was I made a decision mm. uh, when I became an adult and I made a decision when I found out I was having kids. <laughs> that's a funny story <laughs> all this own. That while I loved my dad and I knew that my dad loved me, I wanted to be a different kind of dead. I didn't want to be the totally immersed, lovey-dovey, huggy-kissy, uh, like my mom all the time. Um, because their relationship created that balance that was perfect for my brother and my sisters and I. But I had to make a decision about what kind of dad I wanted to be. And, mm. I, and my hope is that as we chat today, yeah. 
that I get to share some of that yeah. in the conversation. You and I, you and I were talking about uh, being, a, being a man, being a son, being a daughter, parents. It's dude weekend, but we, we're, we're talking and the hope is that God ministers to every single person. And you said something that I was like, yes. You said that there, there's like two vantage points of, of family life that kind of elaborate on that just a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think everybody is aware of this. I mean, there is a family you're born into. You have no choice. <laughs> it's like you wake up out of the sack. <laughs> it's like, bad mom, bad dad. And yeah. there it is, right? You had no choice. It's the one you're born into. And all that that entails, that's mm. your story, right? Yeah. And, and, and you have to learn to embrace it. It's a great lesson about living. You have to learn to adjust to your circumstance and make the most of your circumstance. And yeah. sometimes those circumstances overwhelm us. Mm. Uh, but then there is the second half of the story, which is the family you get to build on mm. your own. That's Who good. are the people you bring into your circle, mm. whether they are uh, friends, obviously spouse, uh, of course, when, when, when you have your kids, that was your decision too, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's your family. Who, are, who, who and where do you build your life? Yeah. Uh, and so choice one, you didn't have a choice. Mm. Choice two, it's wide open and you get to make the decisions about uh, the family that you build yeah. around you. Yeah, and I think what's, uh, what's cool is as we're as we're talking, the the two contrasts: Solomon, family build, yeah. uh, you know, but also who he's born into. You know, we 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 love David, but David may not be the exact picture of perfection. Mm -hmm. uh, but yet, his son was still able to pass down some things. Obviously, he he gained a kingdom. Right. Uh, from his dad, but yet he also valued the fact that what he wanted to build in that moment of, we get the benefit of it, obviously, but a conversation that he has for his son, that I want to build something a little bit different, that if God downloaded wisdom to me, I don't want to keep it for myself, I want to build wisdom in you. And then on the flip side, when you said, um, when you said the one that we're born into, I think it's cool that we see in Paul and Timothy that there's a, a I'm bringing you into a spiritual family. That's right. And one of the things that you and I were talking about is that when we give our heart to Jesus, we are bought into and brought into the spiritual family of God. So then we have this relationship with God the Father that sometimes we can miss out because maybe, and, and you and I were downloading all of these, like sometimes we, we have an existence with our, our earthly father or maybe those that are watching where you may not have even known him. You and I, like, you, you spit out a, a, a couple of them. You said that, uh, you know, there's, there's dads that we never knew, or maybe we met our dad and it wasn't perfection. Elaborate a little bit on that as well. Yeah, so I, I was telling you about the fact that uh, on Mother's Day, Pastor Ty <laughs> <laughs> was giving her message that it was like, moms, and everybody was, yes. yes. And I thought in my own mind, you know, you watch sports and, you know, they're interviewing the athlete, the athlete, like, I love my mom, mom, thank you for everything. And like, what's up with the dad thing? Like, yes. where are the dads? And um, the truth of the matter is, I think dads are as critically important as moms are. Yeah. 
and but there's some challenges, right? Mm. And so we were talking about the fact that for the average person, yeah. um, we fall in a whole series mm -hmm. of categories that cover a gamut of things. So some mm -hmm. of us, we don't know her, our dads, never mm -hmm. met them. Some of us have met our dads or seen our dads mm -hmm. and have no relationship. Mm -hmm. Some of us had a dad, was in the house, absentee dad. Mm -hmm. Some of us have dads who are in the house, were present, but never had that kind of relationship yeah. with our dad that we mm. wanted to have. Uh, some of us have dads in our house that we had relationships with when we were growing up and they were great, but because now of time or distance, those relationships are not what they used to be and, and, and we're, we're looking for that. Some of us have dads, unfortunately, who, who were abusive emotionally, some of us physically and caused harm and that harm is, is now a part of us and has strained our relationships. And then there's some of us who had dads who were fantasy dads, loving and did all the things. And TV then, show. <laughs> TV show dad. And then we did some things. We did some things. We made choices mm. that impacted that relationship. And I love one of the lines that, that Pastor Ty used on Mother's Day. She said, dishonor can disrupt the divine. Mm. Our dishonor disrupted the relationship with our dad. And even though now we're trying to rebuild it's it's just not what it used to be and then there were a few of us who actually had you know that real tv dad with the real relationship and it's ongoing even today mm. the truth of the matter is most of us fall in the categories that i talked about before right not the one that we're living the fantasy dad child life mm. we fall in the other categories so a lot of us have that kind of relationship to them and unfortunately for some of us, we paint the picture of God and his relationship to us as a father through the mm. lens of yeah. the relationships we had with our, with our dads. Yeah. And um, I, I hope by the, end, by the end of today, we get yeah. a different picture of that on how we can build the kinds of relationships uh, with our dad. Yeah. And, and maybe even further, what kind of parents we can be uh, to our children or to others who may look to us for guidance. So off, off notes, mm -hmm. um, is it fair for us to put God in a box based on an earthly experience with a dad? That's like deep theological. Yeah. Is it fair? Is it well, fair? Well, I, I don't know if it's fair, but I know it's real. Right? Yeah. It, it's real. Uh, because that's the experience we had. And that experience can sometimes um, color our thinking even on both sides of the equation. Yeah. I mean, if we have the dad who, hey, dad, I need a new car, and dad, boom, you know, there's a car. <laughs> and, you know, dad, I need, and boom, there it is. And then we go and pray to God and, you know, they say, uh, you know, God says, wait, God the Father, wait, you know, yep. well, what kind of God are you? My earthly dad delivered yep. immediately. That can create tension in our godly relation. I, I don't know it's fair. I just know it's real. Yeah. And um, as I said, hopefully by the end of, 
of our chat today, we yeah. get a, a different perspective on yeah. how we relate as fathers or how we relate as parents and how we see God and appreciate God as, as our Heavenly Father. That's good. I think you said something there at the end, how we appreciate God as our Heavenly Father. And I think we have an opportunity today to, to be, you know, have, have, have a freeing thought. You, you said something and I need you to tell everybody, like you, you said that there's an opportunity for us to have a freeing thought yeah. and, and, and kind of from the earthly feel to the, the spiritual aspect of, of who God is. Well, I think many of us are dealing with this issue of fatherlessness. I, I mean, I, I ran down a list of uh, relationships that some of us have had with our fathers. Mm. And um, so we're all on some spectrum, on, on the spectrum of some level of fatherlessness. And uh, the, tru the truth of the matter is, um, because we're already sent, sometimes that can color how we think about our Heavenly Father. Mm. The reality is, however, because some of us may have had strained relationships with our Father, it actually is quite freeing. Because mm. if God, our Heavenly Father, who created heaven and earth, loves us, Mm. adopted us as his children, we can actually have a whole nother vision of what it is to be a father. Mm -hmm. Just by saying, you know, dad tried or mm. didn't try as the case may be, right? Yep. But then there is God and God says he is our mm. heavenly father. God says we are his children. Yeah. Let's look to that. Not that we necessarily forget the past of our earthly father, but just go headlong into the experience of what yeah. it could be like with our Heavenly Father yeah. and, and experience true parenting or, yeah. or fatherhood that way. I, th I, think, I think there is uh, a lot of freedom there in what you just said because I'm grateful that Jesus in the New Testament, in the Gospels, gave us access and began to term His Father as our Father. Mm -hmm which then began to open up that door so that we know that we're part of a family. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think um, there's a verse in Isaiah chapter 53 that kind of shows us that relatability um, that uh, I keep bouncing it over to you. <laughs> I don't it's know a, if you can tell. <laughs> so you're, you're, doing, you're going for assists, not for the score? <laughs> listen, listen. Call me um, Irvin okay. Magic okay. Johnson. Okay, I'll be Michael. Is that alright? Oh, well, okay. Wait a second. Rewind. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. It's like we're talking in a barbershop all of a sudden. Okay. Yes. We'll bring it home. Bring yeah, it yeah. Home. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have this opportunity to to give a little fatherly advice, and there were some scriptures that uh, you you were downloading, and just how you built. Would you just take a moment to just kind of now? Yeah. So the the good news in this whole discussion is, the Bible says Jesus understands what we feel. It says he's acquainted with our grief. So whatever our experience or experiences have been with our earthly fathers, Jesus understands it. And I was always struck by the verse, Jesus is on the cross. <laughs> Jesus, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I'm going to take my God out for a second. You know, I don't want to rewrite the Bible and that's not like a dad. Mm. Dad, why have you forsaken me? So whatever it is our experiences have been, mm. we know biblically that Christ, our 
Savior understands what it means to experience some amount of disconnect from our parents, from our dads in particular. And, you know, if you look to Isaiah 53, it says, He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hid their faces. Mm -hmm. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, and yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God Mm. and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us. Mm. There's the freedom I was talking about. Brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed. So we can be healed from whatever that past experience was. Mm. And are free now to live a whole life with a loving, caring Heavenly Father. It's amazing that we get to see the fullness of who Jesus is as God, mm-hmm. God the Son, but yet we see the, the humanity of Him as well. Yeah. And um, I, I love the relatability of like those moments where you're like, Dad, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking for you here. <laughs> right. You know, I think, I yeah. think, but it goes back also to just the, the communication that he was able to have, that real expression of like, this is where I am, this is my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, which again goes back to that, that, uh, that moment where you said, we have an opportunity to be born into a new family, right? But also build. We all have an opportunity to build a tight spiritual family while we're building something in the natural. Right. You know, so I, I, my prayer, City Place, is that we'll have an opportunity today to build a strong spiritual relationship with God the Father during this dude week. Dude week, I <laughs> love it. Dude, during dude week. Guys are cool. That's are cool. Right. So in Matthew chapter 6, um, Jesus is, is having a conversation. The disciples are like, hey, the way you pray is, is, is off the charts. I mean, you're, you're praying heaven down. We're seeing it. And Jesus does something to where he's obviously like, hey, don't do what everybody else is doing. But when you go to have a conversation, have a conversation with your heavenly father. father. Yeah. That's, a, that's an amazing shift because you read the verse, my God, my God, you know. But he goes, when you have a conversation, have a conversation with your heavenly father. I was reading that and you and I were talking about this. I felt like he gave us a doorway into the family in that conversation and made our focus familial. Like, this is not just the creator of the world, but this is your dad. I looked up the word father in, in um, that scripture and it literally meant one who was willing to be loved. And let me see, I, I, I left my paper, but it meant um, one who could come under and be loved like a father, but one who also could see the teacher aspect of father to where you would be built up, you would be developed and nourished and encouraged. And so Jesus is like, hey, when you run to his arms, there's the family side, but then there's one who comforts you, guides you, builds you up and pours into you. Yeah. 
that's dead. That's dead. And and not only <clears throat> that, in in a in a later verse, it says, Abba, mm. Daddy. So God, who is the Creator, all supreme being, all knowing, all hearing, all seeing, all everything, all powerful, and we get to call him Daddy. And and you go a step further when Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray. He says, you know, start with my Father. Mm. You're in heaven, but my Father. That is a pretty cool thing. And I like the idea of that it's not just this idea of parenting. It's teacher, it's provider, it's love. Because that's the example, and we get to replicate that in our own earthly, familial life. Right. As dads, we, we have to learn how to do that. Yeah. Uh, but what a great example of that picture of who God the Father is to us and now we get to emulate that yeah. to our children or to those we get to parent around yeah. us. Yeah, and I love the fact too, um, if we can just bounce back to Timothy and Paul, is that um, Paul didn't just go, hey man, you're just some other guy. He, he said, my so, role right now is I want to build something for someone that, you're not my blood, but you're in my community. And I think we have an opportunity, not just as fellas and dudes, but also ladies, we have an opportunity to build a spiritual family uh, in the community that we're in and to really be able to say, hey, let me introduce you to uh, God the Father to, who could come in and, like you said, begin to help build and reestablish some things that we may not have gotten in the natural. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it extends beyond our immediate family for sure. But in yeah. our immediate family, you know, if you look at um, what God does for us as our father, mm. um, in Matthew 6, 25 through 34, uh, the Bible says, do not be anxious for anything. That's mm. the kind of relationship we have with our dad. Do not be anxious for anything. Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, mm. what you will put on. It, it's not, is not life more than food mm. and the body more than clothing. clothing. Look at the birds of the air, neither do they sow nor reap, mm. nor do, do they gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father, mm. Abba, feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they are? And that's, that's another great example of what it's like to be a dad or a parent. That that's the kind of relation, not that we have the inexhaustible resources that God has, but it's the approach, right? It's, yeah. the, it's the expression of our own personal love. It's the expression of sharing what we have. It's the it's the expression of being the protector and the provider that we are that careful and concerned mm -hmm. about those who depend on us as fathers yep. to be able to think about them in the way the father thinks mm -hmm. about us. And that is a great picture of, of parenting. And in my own personal life, to get back personal, I had to make a decision. I, I said it earlier in my life, I made a decision I'll tell you something really personal. My initials are D-A-D. <laughs> and 
when I was a kid growing up, I was 100% convinced, and I'm dead serious, 100% convinced that God allowed that to happen because I was never going to be a dad, so he allowed me to be a dad in my initials. <laughs> and then I got married, shockingly. <laughs> you know, I had my first daughter, I go, wow, I have a dad. I guess I better figure out how to do this thing. But I had role models about what that meant to be parent. I had to make a decision about what kind of parent I wanted to be, what kind of father I wanted to be. And the two words that struck me, other than being loving, was I wanted to be a provider and I wanted to be a protector. Mm. And that, I think, has carried me my whole adult life as a father, loving provider, protector, much like our mm. Heavenly Father is, have I failed? <laughs> Too many times. But when that's the motivation, yeah. some of the times, most of the times probably, that carries over and I think it shows up in my relationships with my daughters. I think that's real good. I think the family we're born into, uh, I was telling you, uh, when, when it's not per perfect, um, but God starts doing a work in us, um, it gives us an opportunity to be grateful. Um, even though it may not have been scripted the way we wanted, it yeah. allows us to be grateful that God does give us a way into a healthier family or a family that can take the family that, you know, like you said, the TV family to another level. Um, I think it's hard sometimes though, maybe for people that may be watching that if, if it wasn't perfect or maybe dad wasn't present or the family was broken to go, but I didn't have what they had. And it's hard to see in the natural, but also be grateful in the spiritual. And um, having access to a Heavenly Father, like you were talking about, does something different. Um, you know, I, I, I've spoken to people, and even in my own life, you know, when you're a teenager, you think everything revolves around you. And yeah. I can remember getting a little bit older, just having to apologize to my dad uh, for not appreciating um, the fact that there were things that he was teaching me that I didn't realize until I was older. Mm -hmm. um, which then after I had that sense of gratitude, I just had to go to God and be like, okay, God, it may not have been scripted like, you know, the Cosby show, or it might not be scripted like one of those famous TV shows. Right. Um, Father Knows Best. Father Knows Best. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know, the, That's my generation. Oh. <laughs> Black and white. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think um, it's just God does something in those days when we start to embrace the fact that he's given us an opportunity to be a part of a family that is thriving, that does take our family up. And um, yeah, but then as we get ready to bring the party home, you mentioned that there's also an opportunity for us to build. And I, and I feel like Paul and Timothy give us a real good example of, okay, this, this, because when you, I don't know if you know this, but Timothy, his mama was Jewish and his father was Greek. Right. Y'all, this is like a multi-ethnic family in a day yeah. when this is deep. So imagine the services that they, mama wants to go to this service, but the Bible says that he was a believer. And in Acts chapter 16, Paul sees him and says, 
I want to spend time with this young man. Like I want to, I want to pour into him and I feel like there's something on him that the community around him needs. And he begins to build, building a family. Dialogue about that just a little bit as we get ready to land the plane. So I think the, I think the model for us, mm. and I like the way you started with this is, Paul made a choice. Timothy was on the mm. road, so to speak, but Paul made a choice. That's a good phrase. Uh, he made, <laughs> you like that way? <laughs> he made a choice that he wanted to invest in Timothy, mm. that he saw something in, in Timothy, and he wanted to, from his own experiences, invest in, in Timothy in a fatherly way, mm. uh, given all the circumstances of his own upbringing, to keep him on the way that he was going to live out his life for Christ. I think Paul wrote it basically, let no man despise your youth, Timothy, which would be the same advice I have for anybody listening to this. Whatever it is you experienced in your own life, don't mm. let anybody despise your youth, mm. including you, mm. right? Don't let anybody despise your youth, but be thou an example mm. of the believer mm. in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, mm. in faith, and in purity. Wow. wow. That's a choice. Wow. Despise the past your youth, and focus on what's ahead of you. Mm. And I think, I, I remember much younger in my life, I attended a conference. It was a conference of men, interestingly enough. And at that conference, um, they were talking about the fact that as men, and I'm 100% sure, if not 101% sure, this applies to all of us, men, women, young, old, that in our lives, especially for believers. We have an opportunity to do some things that are pretty powerful, you know, like sharing our salvation with people and watching them bring, being brought into the family. But in order to do that well, even to be a good parent, there's some ways we need to think about it. One is we probably need to think about who we're getting our advice from. Who mm. are we on the journey with? That's good. We need to think about who are we looking up to, who are our, our role models, and we need to think about who we are investing in. That's good. And at this particular uh, conference I attended, they actually labeled That's good. those roles. Label number one is everybody needs a Paul in their life. That's good. Paul was a mentor to Timothy. Everybody needs, as a believer, we need to have somebody in our lives that's pouring into us. When we have challenges, they've lived the life and we can go to them and say, hey, you must have experienced this. How did you deal with this? That's good. And have them share from their own mistakes, their own errors, and what they've learned from it and save us from making all those mistakes. I'm a mathematician, a scientist by education. The shortest distance on a plane between any two points is a straight line, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. But in life, life does not exist on a straight line. We make mistakes, we have successes, we have failures. You know, our lives look like this. The benefit of having a mentor, a Paul in our lives is we get to smooth out that path by learning from their experiences. Then the second, Barnabas. So we need a Paul, second we need a Barnabas in our lives. 
Who are we on the journey with? Who's, who are we locked arms with as we're trying to live our Christian lives? And then third, in terms of building our own community around us, building the family that we want around us, then who is our Timothy? Mm. Who are we pouring into? Who are we investing in and sharing from our own experiences to smooth out their life path? And when we're doing the three of those things, we have less time to focus on our past. Mm. We have less time to focus on our hurts because out of our hurts, we're sharing with other people mm. how we overcame, mm. what our struggles are. And by focusing on somebody else, our mentor, focusing on the person we're doing the walk with, focusing on how we're impacting our Timothys in our lives. It also has a way of helping us to smooth out so we can focus on what Paul asked us to do when he cautioned Timothy and said, we need to um, be an example of the believers in word and conversation and charity in spirit in faith and in purity. And for me, one of the best ways to do that is by building a community around us of mm. Paul, Barnabas's and Timothy's. That is so good. I love, I love the breakdown of let no one, not even yourself. Mm -hmm. um, God does something in every season. The, you know, scripture verse, it's a quote of scripture. Um, what the enemy meant and means for evil, God has a way of turning Turn it for good. For good. And uh, I think that there's an opportunity for um, us to leave in power today because even the good aspect, God wants us to build upon it. Right. So what's amazing is that all of us have so many varying situations in our response is that we do need a Paul, a Barnabas. And all of us, men and women, are called to be Timothy. So there's three things that we want you because you said something and we're going to bring the party home. You said that we 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 have a choice. And as fatherly advice, I think that you all can write down that we have a choice. We have a choice for three areas, three things. We have a choice to accept the wonder of the perfect fatherhood through and from God the Father. Perfect, literally, in all of his ways. It's a song, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. He is perfect and he is good. And you and I have an opportunity to make a choice to accept that. We have an opportunity today to break the curse and imitate godly parenting, imitating the things that God did. I loved how you, you were talking about just the, the aspect of the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. Will not your heavenly father, not God, your heavenly father, make it practical and part of the family, not do something for you? For some of us, breaking the curse of hurt and feeling like you can't be all that God's called you to be because of maybe the environment that you grew up in or even, like you said, the friend circle that you're part of, Today would be a great day to go, you know what? I'm going to lean into the fact that the creator of the universe is my dad. Mm. Why would I have to live another moment? I, I hate that, that, that I had to go through that season of life or there was a void there and, and, and is a void there. Maybe dad passed away at a young age. We don't know. But there is a God that wants to meet you and I today so that we can build the life that he has for us. And then finally, Lest you and I connect with some godly men and godly women that in the faith that can mentor us and guide us. Like 
we all need to have a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. Let's be intentional about making ourselves available or being the person that is the Paul, the Barnabas, or the Timothy. You and I have an opportunity, City Place Church, to, to grab hold of a little fatherly advice. My son, listen very carefully to what I have to say, Solomon said, and incline your ear to my instruction. They're gonna be life to you. Timothy, listen to what I say. Lean in because of the prophetic word that's already been spoken to you. Don't get distracted because some people get shipwrecked in their faith. Mm. Just listen carefully to the fatherly advice. And this morning, right where you are, we just want to wrap up and we just want to pray. Some of you may have been one of the eight situations on the list. Some of you come from this family, this family, this family. It was perfect. Maybe you were the one that just said, Dad, I don't want nothing. Mom, I don't want nothing to do with you. Maybe today is the day where the Lord heals an area and you go, I'm grateful for what you did. I'm grateful for the atmosphere you set. Don't know. Maybe for some of us, you had the, 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 the perfect family environment and you just need to go back and appreciate even more and build upon. We don't really know, but what we do know is that this is an opportunity for you and I to make a choice and to say, God, you can meet us right here. Let's accept the fact that he has given us an opportunity to be a part of his family. Right where you are, you bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm just going to give you an opportunity right now to, to accept the gift of salvation that allows you and I to literally be called sons of God. David referenced the passage in Galatians by which you and I, through the death, burial, and, and sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we come into the family of God and you and I have permission to go, Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy, that comes through salvation. Salvation comes through the confession of our mouth, the belief in our heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again. And he's your Lord and your Savior. So right now, right where you are, I just want you to pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Today I come to you, acknowledging that you died for me and that you rose again. I accept your gift of salvation, and I am excited to be welcomed into the family of God. Heavenly Father, I'm ready. I'm ready to be loved, and I'm ready to build my spiritual family. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, right where you are, will you make some noise? for Jesus today. Come on, make some noise for Jesus right where you are. David, thank you for, for hanging out with us today. Thank you. And, and, and downloading. Uh, I know that there's some people that said yes to Jesus and, and ministered, uh, you know, we're encouraged today. And so if you said yes to Jesus, uh, I just wanna give you one next step or maybe the Lord ministered to you. Do, do us a favor and fill out the virtual connect card uh, right where you are. Um, cityplacechurch.com backslash card. We would love to send you a uh, gift and just uh, say thank you uh, for being a part of service today. Well, hey, City Place, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with David. It's Dude Week, and man, to every single person, man and woman, you are a part of the family of God. Don't ever take that for granted you have direct access 
into who Jesus has called you to be, and you have the privilege and the honor to walk it out. Well, hey, as we wrap up service today, I just want to invite you to take your next step for those of you that said yes to following Jesus Christ. Grab hold of those resources. Let us know the decision that you made. Download, uh, or you can let us know at cityplacechurch.com backslash card. We would love to come alongside you. And then uh, for those of you who call City Place home, uh, now is our opportunity to worship the Lord through our giving. Um, it is an opportunity for you and I to partner together and continue to make an impact and represent Jesus as the hands and feet of Jesus in our community, but literally also throughout the world. Now I'm gonna pray and I just know that God's gonna give you uh, an amazing life-filled week. Father, thank you today that we could lean into your word. I just thank you that we're leaving change today, encouraged today because we are a part of your family. Thank you that we'll walk through out this week with our shoulders back and our head up knowing that we're children of God. Bless everyone that's worshiping today with their giving. I pray, Holy Spirit, that um, as we make an impact, not just in our city, but around the world, I pray that you also bless our home, bless the works of our hands, and continue uh, to allow us um, to be used by you. We give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.